to the Sacramento Real Estate Podcast with information you can use to make better choices. And now, here's home rocket real estate broker, David Jarowitz. All right, so here's the problem. A person has mortgage troubles, sure. and they can't uh, decide which way to go. Short sale, should they stay in the house until they're kicked out? Mm-hmm. Uh, should they try to modify their loan? That's right. And so uh, t- tell everybody your name and w- your viewpoint, where you're from. Sure. My name's Alex Munn, M-U-N-N. I'm an attorney with BPE Law Group, and we're located in Fair Oaks, California. We're about four attorneys in the firm, and we specialize in real estate. And I'm well-versed about what options homeowners have if they find themselves with mortgage troubles, as you say. And generally, they have three options. The first option is they can try to get the loan modified. The second option is they could walk away, which is foreclosure. And the third option is they could try to get the property short-sold to try to get out from underneath that house, especially if you're upside down. Okay, so, so which one's the best? Well, it depends on what the client's situation is. I mean, it really does. Um, if they want to stay in the house and that's their main goal, then they need to start with trying to get a loan modified. But trying to get a loan modification is unbelievably difficult to do. Statistics show that only about 5% of people who apply get them, and it's a long and arduous process. It could take almost a year in some cases, and people expect their loan to be modified dramatically. Say if they have a $3,000 a month payment, it's going to be down to $1,000. That just doesn't happen. Because normally what people ha- what happens to people is you either make too much money or you don't make enough. And so your loan isn't modified. And it takes forever. It probably takes a year. They're going to lose your paperwork five times. You're a stranger every time you call your own bank. And by the end of that period, even if their loan is modified, normally they're not satisfied with the modification. Now, most people say, well, I want to try to get a principal reduction. And that's where they're going to wipe out some obligation on that loan. Principal reductions are even rarer than a loan modification. Banks aren't just willing, aren't simply not willing to give the principal reduction that people are looking for. Now, I've heard of a few occasions where that has happened, but it's certainly less than 2% of the people that are out there. And so loan modification is the best if people want to stay in their house. Yeah, but also the hardest, it sounds like. Absolutely. It's unbelievably difficult to do. And a rule number one is if somebody wants to ask you for money up front to help them modify their loan, run away. Loan modifiers, are it's illegal to ask for any money up front to help you modify your loan. It normally is a scam because people think that they have an inside line with the lenders. They don't. It's the same process that we go through if you try to call the bank. You have to get to somebody who can make a decision about your file. So don't pay any money up front. Okay, well, loan modification seems slim, so let's go to the next two options. Uh, Short sale will be next, I guess? Yeah, short sale is normally the best way to go. Um, Of all of the clients that I've counseled, and I've probably counseled more than 500 in the last 12 months, about three people a day every day, short sale is the way to go. And short sale is the best way to go for a few different reasons. Number one, there's new laws out there in California that protect the borrowers from what's called the deficiency. Now, for those of you who don't know about the deficiency, that's the technical term for being underwater. So if you owe 400000 on your house and it's only worth 200000 that means you have a $200,000 deficiency. The big problem is, what can the bank do? Can the bank come after the borrower for that difference? In California, we've passed a statute that was effective just a year ago, and that was Senate Bill 458, which is now codified in the books as Code of Civil Procedure Section 580E, as in Edward. 
And that law says that if the bank agrees to the terms of the deal, they can't seek any of that deficiency against the borrower after the deal has closed. And so for the best opportunity for the borrower to get out from underneath that underwater property is to short sell the house. Now, this law, how long does the law run? The law has no sunset provision. Okay. And so the law is going to go on as long as, well, it's only a year old, but we don't expect it to be, to be uh, removed from the books at all. Um, short sales are here to stay, especially with the downturn in the economy in 08. Short sales are picking up. Uh, they're, not, they're not slowing down. The shadow inventory that people talk about is really out there. There are a lot of homeowners who are upside down who haven't yet made a decision about what they're going to do. Foreclosures have increased dramatically as well. The, it's a rare thing to see what's called an equity sale these days. Everybody's house is being sold short or they're allowed to go to foreclosure, which drops everybody else's house values in the surrounding neighborhood, which only perpetuates the problem. And so the law is not going to go anywhere, anywhere, anytime soon. Okay. So uh, why not just stay in the house until they kick you out? I think you could be there... A year? Yeah, sure. No, I mean, and that's a really honest and good question because, again, it depends on your client's situation. I have lots of clients that have suffered a traditional hardship where their spouse has been ill or they lost their job and they literally don't have any money to spare. And in those situations, if they wanted to just walk away, and we're talking about foreclosure here, foreclosure takes anywhere from 10 months to 16 to 18 months and the borrower could potentially stay in the house mortgage-free, save that money that they'd normally be paying to the bank as a nest egg, because if they're going to be unemployed, they need to have some funds, especially if they have children. Then they can use that money, go rent another place, save some money for the economic downturn and de- bad times that are facing them while they're unemployed, then move out of the house prior to what's called the trustee sale, and then begin to rebuild their lives. Uh, yeah, so uh, how about opportunity to buy a home in the future which of those options might work well an opportunity to buy a house in the future because people are going to be kicking themselves 10 years from now saying why didn't i buy a house in 2012 because housing prices are at historic lows and we hear from core logic and other uh, market analysts that property within the sacramento region is one of the only one of only seven regions in the country where properties are expected to go down even more this year they're expecting anywhere from 10 to 12% than the following 2012. And so the best option for people that are looking to buy again and quickly would be short sale because the underwriting guidelines for lenders that are out there now say that if you have a short sale on your credit report but all of your other credit is perfect but for that one event, you can try to transition back into the market within two years. Sometimes it's as short as one. If you short sell your house because you have to relocate for a job but beyond 120 miles, that's, that's a true hardship. So you could get back into the market within a couple years after a short sale. Foreclosure, it's more like three or four years. So the short sale really helps because it could cut off two years of time prior to re-entering the market. That's always, not always, 95% of the time the best way to go. Now, these options, uh, are tax considerations something they should, a person should consider? Absolutely. They're, tax considerations are, besides liability to the bank, tax considerations should be the number two thing on somebody's list. And I'm not a CPA, but here's how it sort of works. In that example I gave you before, with $400,000 owed, it's worth $200,000. Whether you short sale or let the property go to foreclosure and it's valued at two hundred. What's going to happen is the lender is going to send the borrower what's called a 1099. 
And that 1099 is reflective of miscellaneous income. That income is called debt forgiveness because the IRS says, look, you don't have to pay the bank back that 200 grand. And so since you don't have to pay them back the 200,000, they consider that cash to you in the year of the transaction. It's phantom income is what it is because your obligation to the bank is over 30 years, but the IRS compresses it all into one year. So somebody handed you a, it's a suitcase full of cash. So what we're worried about is the tax on that income. Now, there are various exceptions that borrowers can use to try to eliminate or decrease the amount of tax. So you need to consult with your CPA, but here's some signposts about what to talk to CPAs about. Number, the number one exception that people use is a federal law, and it's called the Mortgage Debt Forgiveness Relief Act. Now, that act's important for two different th reasons. Number one, the act says this, of that $200,000 1099, if that money was used to either purchase the house, improve the house, or build the house, then that $200,000 is not taxable. So purchase, improve, or build. Now, let's say that you bought the house in 2000 and you refinanced in 2005 because your house was going through the roof and you pulled out $200,000. Of that $200,000, you put $100,000 back into the house. You put a pool, a deck, you did the backyard but you use the other $100,000 to consolidate other bills. Buy a truck, put your kids in college. That other $100,000 is taxable because it wasn't used to purchase or improve or build your house. So what do you do? You have got to go to a second exception. And that second exception is called IRS, Internal Revenue Service, insolvency. And what your accountant does is works your numbers to show that, try to show what you're, that you're insolvent, not bankrupt. Insolvency, basically, you have a ledger on one side about everything that you owe. It's credit card bills, car payments, your negative 200 on your mortgage. And then on the other side of your ledger, you show everything that you own. And so by owning means your bank accounts, IRAs, 401ks, other properties, pieces of furniture, your cars. Most people are insolvent if you're upside down so significantly. And so in that example, if you have $100,000 of potential debt forgiveness tax, and let's say that you're insolvent by $50,000. That means your debt forgiveness tax exposure is only $50,000 rather than $100,000. And so your accountant needs to work these numbers. It's going to be the second call that your, that your clients make. First call should be to me, <laughs> and then after they've spoken with you, of course, and then they need to call their CPA because they need to do, it takes a team to help your homeowners get through this process. And that team begins with you because you know how to sell houses. I don't. You know how to market the house, sell the house, negotiate with the short sale lenders. I have none of that. I negotiate, but I'm not as good as you are. Number two is me, because I speak about liability to the bank. And how do, how do they reach you, and what, what do you charge and all that? Okay, here's how they reach me. I'm located in Fair Oaks, California, and my telephone number is 916-966-2260. You can find us. Our website is www.b as in baby, p as in property, e as in estates, bpelaw.com. And we do one-hour consultations for homeowners. And in the one hour, it's a flat $200 fee. And we review all of their loan information. And we try to figure out what liability looks like to the bank in a foreclosure situation, in a short sale situation. We talk about timing. How many payments are they going to have to miss? Do they have to miss payments at all? We talk about what credit impacts may flow from that. And surprisingly enough, if you allow the property to go to foreclosure, what type of career impact that might have for some people. Because if you have a government security clearance, 
or if you're licensed by the Securities and Exchange Commission, or you have a, a monetary position with a bank, and suddenly you have a fiduciary duty with cash, and you allow your property to go to foreclosure, that may impact someone's job. And so we work through that type of analysis. We describe the statutes that protect borrowers in most cases from the deficiency in the banks in a foreclosure and a short sale situation. Then we talk about what potential tax issues that may flow from this. Then we talk about property taxes, property insurance, homeowners association dues, all of those related issues in one hour. People find it very, very helpful. It's amazing you can do all of that in one hour. Yes, it's fantastic. And talk about the weather. That's right. Talk (laughs) about the weather, see what's going on on the weekend. No, it's it's really an action-packed hour. And most people who come to my office are dreading it because they're unsure about what's moving in the future. They don't have the answers. So many times I hear people say, well, I read online or I saw on the Internet. That's nice that you've done some uh, pre-research before you come speak with me. But you'd be surprised a lot of the junk that's out there. And so we give you straight and honest answers based upon the law. And surprisingly enough, people leave my office much happier than before they came in. Because even if I have bad news, they know what's going to happen rather than thinking about it laying awake at night. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. You've clarified a lot of things for me, and I hope uh, everyone else that's listening. And uh, I hope a lot of people call you. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time today. <laughs> All right. See you later. All right. Thanks for listening to the Sacramento Real Estate Podcast with David Gerowitz of Home Rocket Real Estate. You can reach him at area code 916-682-6454. Our best wishes to you. Goodbye for now.